epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hooks it back to Gasol. Van Fleet. Yes! The Raptors hitting clutch shots. Here comes Siakam. Whoa! Oh! Oh, Pascal! I think what Nick Nurse is doing this year is spectacular. Last night it was the NBA suspending its season after Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus. This hiatus will be at least 30 days. The NBA Board of Governors has approved a 22-team restart in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Welcome to the Hangtime Podcast. I'm your host, Sekou Smith, here in Atlanta. We are grinding our way to the restart of the NBA season, July 30th in Orlando. Each and every team that will be in Orlando, we're digging in on them. And today, we're talking the Toronto Raptors with the coach, NBA Coach of the Year, Retired jersey by the Mercer Bears. I, I love that. <laughs> Walk into the building and see that 42 up there. Sam Mitchell on the Hang Time Podcast with State Coach. How you doing, man? Seku, in these times, man, I can't complain. I'm doing good. About 14 days ago, about two weeks ago, I was became a grandfather. Oh, man. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. So even during some tough times, there's still some things to count your blessings for. No question. No question. This is... Uh, this is interesting. I mean, with, with your career as a, both a player and a coach, this pandemic is unprecedented, Sam. And uh, the Raptors are one of the only teams, really, that's that's kind of had a head start, if you will, with the 14-day quarantine in Canada. They assembled a little bit early in Florida. I know set up shop in Naples, you know, had a hotel that was dedicated just for them. Um, how, do you, how do you think that process had to go for Maasai and for the Raptors organization to, to get all that done. Well, just think about the red tape first. First of all, you got to go through all the government red tape just to leave Canada. Then you got to go through all the government red tape to enter the United States. And then whatever local municipalities uh, red tape they have to go to Florida. Then you got to do the negotiations to secure a hotel. And then you got to have make sure everybody that works in that hotel that comes in contact with these players have to be tested. And so just enormous heavy lifting, as you said, is just mind-blowing. But this is what you have to do. When you run a billion-dollar enterprise like the NBA is, and then when you look at the Raptors, a two-plus billion-dollar franchise, these are the type of things you have to do during (laughs) unprecedented times uh, to keep your product viable and uh, to keep this league going. The the Raptors are uh, such an interesting story, Sam, in that, they're coming off a championship run, um, and you know you you're the champs until somebody beats you, right? Yeah. But they they have to go into this bubble to defend the championship, and what a lot of people are calling, uh, uh, you know, an AU style, 
you know, tournament, which I think that's wrong. And, and you can correct me. I agree. I'm going to go think, off about that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's – I think that's doing a disservice to what the league is about to suggest that playing in Orlando is some AAU tournament. But this, this to me, would seem like the toughest way to, de- to defend a title or, to, you know, having to go to this situation. No home court advantage for anybody. Thank you. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. Sekou, just what you said, think about it. You you won an NBA championship. Then you're the second best team so far in the Eastern Conference again this year. You know, you lose the superstar Kawhi Leonard, who's the MVP of the finals, and yet you're still on pace to have more wins in the regular season than you had with him at winning the NBA championship. And then your home court advantage has been second to none throughout the playoffs. And you lose all of that. To me, Seku, for all the people who are trying to downgrade this championship, to me, it's going to be the one that you need to put a gold star, a platinum star by. Whoever wins this championship, and I think the Raptors got a great chance because when you look at this team, depth is going to have a lot to do with it. We don't know what kind of shape, what kind of mental state these players are going to come down and be in Florida in. Second, we don't know how the vibe of these games are going to go. These guys are used to playing in front of packed houses and, and with that live crowd there. Now it's going to be isolated. It's going to be dead. So you don't know what kind of environment and how these guys are going to adjust to it. So I think whoever wins this championship, it's, the coach is going to have to do, it's not going to be about X's and O's. It's going to be about maintaining a certain spirit with your team, keeping these guys on the same page making sure they don't get at each other's throats or go stir crazy <laughs> during this lockdown in this bubble, Sekou. So I think the Raptors got a good chance because they have depth. Nick Nurse has wrong to rely on this depth during the regular season. And, and Sekou, the one thing I used to tell coaches and players this all the time, good teams use the regular season to develop their bench. And what the Raptors did, they knew they were going to be a playoff team. They used the regular season to develop their bench and when you look at Norm Power, you look at Marcus All, who's going to be healthy, and you look at all those guys that they got coming up from the G League and, and how they contributed, I think the Raptors have a better chance of winning. Mm. You know, I, I thought that the Lakers, the Clippers, maybe even the Bucks this year could knock them off. But I think in this type of environment with depth and mental toughness, I think the Raptors got a better chance. Mm. I do look at this Raptors team too, Sam, and, and think about the the gains that Pascal Siakam has made, uh, the, the difference in Fred Van Vliet, you know, from a couple of years ago to now. They they've done such a fantastic job growing and developing their players. Um, but in this kind of predicament, and and you've experienced it obviously throughout the course of your career. How important is it going to be to take that temperature? daily for the, for the entire group to make sure somebody is keeping a, a corner of the locker room in check or keeping one guy's head, you know, focused. I mean, I can imagine that that leadership mantle for the Raptors is going to be of supreme importance, knowing that you got to keep everybody engaged. On. Well, if you think about this Raptor team, look, they got a lot of leaders among that group. They're a veteran basketball team. They're young players, uh, a toe in line, uh, listen. But when I look at this basketball team, you look at Nick Nurse. Nick is kind of a different. He's not a taskmaster type coach. He carries around a good talk on the road. And I can see him at some point when the guys are getting a little frustrated, getting tired of each other, 
whipping out that guitar, playing a couple of tunes, <laughs> just to make the guys laugh and have fun. So it's going to be extremely important to try to gauge the temperature every single day, say, to your point, because, you know, the coach can come in and set the wrong message in the wrong tone that can permeate throughout a team one day. That's all it takes. And so I think, if, if forget the X and O's. This is going to be about maturity. This is going to be about internal leadership among your players. And then this is going to be about the most mature team is going to win this championship because you're going to have a lot of things to deal with off the court that you normally don't have to worry about during a regular playoff series. That's interesting. This, there's so much going on, you know, with the pandemic and, and now obviously uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, the social injustice, you know, that's just sweeping across the country and around the world. Sam, Fred Van Vliet was talking about just the, the intersection of all these things and the restart of the season and how players have obviously two minds. You know, you, you obviously want to get back and, and complete what you started with this season. But there's also that lingering feeling that, hey, is this the right time, you know, socially and just in, in the lives of these men? A lot of them, young black millionaires, high profile guys. Are you given any pause when you hear a guy like Van Vliet talk about just the conflicting nature of having to go back and play at a time like this and what has to be done in terms of keeping the league in the spot that it's in? Well, Sekou, first of all, they're supposed to feel this way. If the, If these guys are the men that we've all thought they were, they're supposed to feel this way. They're supposed to sit down and look in the mirror and say, look, should we be playing right now? Forget, not just about the pandemic. Like you said, the social unrest that's going on in this country. They wanted to make sure that their minds and their hearts was in the right place before they decided to go back out and play. Yeah, we understand everybody got to live. Everybody have bills. The NBA is a billion dollar uh, entity and a lot of people survive off the NBA in a lot of different ways. But these players had to look within themselves, especially the black players, and, and ask themselves, are we doing an injustice by going out playing? I'm glad they had that conversation, Sekou. That tells me that these are men of high character, high quality. And so I think they made the right decision at the end of the day because there's a lot of other people depending on NBA basketball other than just the players and coaches. But I also feel like they did the right thing by going through the process of making sure that they were playing for the right reasons. That's, that's a great point. Sam, I know you a fashion plate. You, you know, very few people I've ever seen as impeccably dressed as you are. But how in the hell do you come up with 45 plus days worth of whatever to wear in a bubble? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, you got to have a tough suit game. To, to to get through that much time. Well, Sekou, I would hope that they let the coaches coach in team polos yeah. and slacks. I wouldn't be worried about guys wearing a, a jacket and tie. I'm all for polos and, and matching slacks. The two teams that play in the finals are going to be there, what, 95 days? Yeah, they're going to be down there forever. It's, it's crazy. I mean, come on. Sekou, if, if you were going somewhere for 95 days, think about what you would have to take. Oh, it's just in. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that's what makes this whole thing so interesting to me. You talk about it uh, having a gold star on the season. And I agree with you so much. I've argued with people the past few weeks, people talking about, well, you know, there's an asterisk on this season. I'm like, yeah, it's a positive thing. If you can survive yes. all of this and win a title with all of the extra stuff that's going to be heaped on whoever holds that trophy, this is amazing. 
this is going to be the hardest championship for any team in the history of the NBA to win. So, so you should get extra. If you can get extra credit for winning a championship, you should get it during this time, I think. No question. We're joined by Sam Mitchell here on the Hang Time Podcast. We will uh, come back in a minute, Sam. We're going to the happiest place on earth in, in Orlando, right? That's what they call it. I know parents who spend the money don't believe that, but <laughs> that's what they call it. So we'll come back and talk the keys to the Magic Kingdom for the Toronto Raptors. Welcome back to the Hangtime Podcast. Our guest today, Sam Mitchell, talking Toronto Raptors. And Sam, we're going to Orlando for the remainder of this NBA season. Somebody has to have keys to the Magic Kingdom. First and foremost, it's a whole new world for the Raptors in Orlando, Sam. Last time around, they had Kawhi to lean on. But when they go at it this time, they'll win playoff series without Kawhi by doing what? They're going to have to keep that defense, man. Keep believing in each other. Nick Nurse is going to have to continue to play 9, 10 players, even 11, because he has that type of depth. And if they do that, I think they can wear you down because the Raptors have one of the best second units that they can put on the floor in all the basketball. The Beauty and the Beast matchup for Toronto in Orlando. What's, what's the best matchup for them in the playoff portion? See, I think this is going to surprise you when I say this. I think if the Raptors met the Lakers in the finals, it would be a great matchup and an advantage for the Raptors. People forget now, before the pandemic, the Raptors went into L.A. and beat the Lakers and beat them good. People forget that. And when you look at the Raptors' depth and you look at the size and length that they have to throw at Anthony Davis and the bodies they can throw at LeBron James, one guy assigned to LeBron James and Anthony Davis is not going to stop them. You have to have a committee of guys. You have to have guys playing them different at different times of the game. And the Raptors have length, they have athleticism, and they have a lot of bodies that they can throw at Anthony Davis and LeBron James. If there's a, a flip side to that, if there's a matchup that doesn't look good for them, the, a beast matchup for the Raptors, what is what team presents those problems? Man, that's tough because I think they match up good. But I'm going to say the Clippers. I just think, when you look at Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and then there's something of, it would be about mentally playing against Kawhi Leonard. Those guys saw Kawhi every day in practice. They saw what he did during the playoffs and the finals. I think that might be a, a hurdle a little bit too hard to overcome, but I think anyone else they can get. But I think just because it's Kawhi and then you got all the other guys, Paul George and the depth of the Clipper team, I think that would be a little bit too much uh, for the Raptors to overcome. So if we get the genie out and, and and we get three wishes, what are the three wishes you'd have for the Raptors in Orlando in terms of best case scenario? One, they got to stay healthy. I think if the Raptors can stay healthy throughout this, uh, this tournament, they're going to have an excellent chance to get to the finals and defend their championship. Two, keep believing in the depth. Keep believing the team. The Raptors remind me of the Detroit Pistons team with Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, and all those guys that they didn't wow you with superstars. Mm. They wowed you with just depth and smart, tough-minded basketball players. And then last but not least, at the right time and the right moment, who's going to have the ball? Is it going to be <laughs> Pascal Siakam? Is it going to be Kyle Lowry? Is it going to be Fred Van Fleet? That's the tough thing about the Raptors when you try to stop them. At the end of the game, 
you don't know who the game plan for because the Raptors have three or four guys, depending on how they're playing that particular night, that they can put the ball in their hands and feel comfortable. So, so what's the poison apple for this team, Sam? What is the one thing, if they're not careful, could, could spell pr- trouble for them in Orlando? I think if Nick Nurse does like a lot of coaches do and, and, and reduce his roster to about eight guys, and, and, and you know, normally say, when the playoffs come, uh, most teams shorten their bench. I think the Raptors got to be different. I think he's got to extend that bench and keep playing those guys. But I think if he gets conservative and shortens that bench, I think that can be the thing that hurt the Raptors. Now, again, as I mentioned, it's the happiest place on earth. So they got, the players do get a little bit of fun down there, Sam. Oh, yeah. They got some stuff set up for them. Who, who's most likely to take the player lounge ping pong game too seriously? Oh, man. Who would probably take it seriously <laughs> if he plays Kyle Lowry? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because Kyle's the type of guy, man. I've I played golf with Kyle. I've been around Kyle. Kyle thinks he's supposed to win at everything. He he really does. Whether he's good at it or not, he thinks he's supposed to win. And that's why this Raptors team is so good and so competitive, because they got a leader. You know, I tell people this all the time. Kyle Lowry would be the first Raptor player that has a statue in front of that arena. Mm. It won't be Vince Carter. It'll be Kyle, because he's been the guy. He's been the guy that stirs the drink. He's been the guy to keep guys in line. And he's been the spearhead of just when it comes to mental toughness of this Raptors team and Raptors organization. So he will have a statue outside of that arena one day. Who's most likely to sneak some candy into one of the movie screens? To sneak some what? Some candy into one of those oh, movie screens. Oh, man. The candy, that <laughs> Raptors team. I'm going to say Pascal Siakam. Pascal's probably one of those fun-loving guys that like to have fun. So he looks like one of them guys that they can eat anything and it never bothers him. So I would say <laughs> Pascal, if you're going to have a candid beat. No doubt. Finally, Raptors fans have, have experienced this before, but the fairy tale ending in Orlando for the Raptors, they hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy for the second straight season if what transpires. Mm. They stay healthy and stay true to who they are as a team, not try to reinvent the wheel and be something that they're not, be a team of unity and let their depth shine. I think the Raptors got an excellent chance, especially in this type of environment. I think they have a better than good chance of uh, repeating. Great stuff. Sam Mitchell, Coach of the Year. We appreciate you taking your time, Sam. We look forward to seeing you on NBA TV throughout the course of these playoffs. It's going to be different. It's going to be something none of us have ever seen before, but I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Given what we've been through since March 11th, basketball right now seems like a pretty nice proposition. Absolutely, Seiko. All right. Appreciate you, Sam. Thank you, my brother.